Welcome to the 2ACC, Tyranny's Worst Enemy. In this episode, we have a special guest from the Bearded Patriots, and we discuss gun control failing in the Senate, mass shooting at UMLV, FBI warns of possible terror attacks on December 7th, the water systems hacked in the United States, starting with Pennsylvania, IRS tax penalties are being tripled, border invasion is biblical, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson possibly running for president, and allegations of child trafficking by a hospital in Idaho. All right, folks, let's get to it. Well, it's happening, Patriots. Today is Wednesday, December 6, 2023, and we have a special guest on today, Bad Billy from the Bearded Patriots podcast. Brother, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. We are excited. Mike, you with us? Yes, I am. All right. We got some topics to cover, so let's dive right into it. Now, today, the gun control measure is brought before the Senate floor by Dick Blumenthal from Connecticut, Democrat gun hater, and it failed. It flopped. There were too many questions, so they shelved this thing. Mike, you and I were talking, and then minutes after this got shelved, a mass shooting happened at UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Now, I, you know me, I think this stuff is a little too close to being inside jobs, but I digress. Many people got shot. This is going to force the hand of Congress, in my opinion. So, Mike, you also got some information about the FBI giving a warning for something upcoming. Give us a little taste of what you heard today. Well, first of all, uh, Ray, when he testified before Congress the other day, warned everybody that something's coming. Um, now, I have a, a law enforcement source that's been on the border, and there's been a lot of chatter about uh, an attack tomorrow because tomorrow happens to be a Jewish holiday. Tomorrow meaning it's, December 7th. That's right. It's uh, Hanukkah. Oh, beginning of Hanukkah. The beginning of Hanukkah. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> That's always when they, they, the the uh, the the Muslims and the, the those that hate hate the Jews love to attack on the Jewish holiday. So it has a lot to do with that, I think. Now, Mike, you and I have been on the job, and we know when these uh, uh, attack rhetorics come in, there goes the overtime. Everybody's called in. Is mm-hmm. this the same thing that we dealt with last month, where they had all the bridges and tolls covered? Or is this a credible threat, do you think? Well, I, I think it's a, it's a credible threat because it fits the MO of certain groups. And, of course, we'll know tomorrow. <laughs> um, we don't have to wait long to, to find out if uh, something's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen tomorrow, it's going to happen soon because we let so many terrorists into, this, into our country. I mean, look at Brooklyn just the other day. Look at the amount of people, literally thousands of people protesting for Hamas against Israel. Now, this has never happened in my lifetime in the country before. And, you know, where did all these people come from, Tim? I don't know, because here's what gets me. When you see signs, gays and queers for Palestinians, they don't understand an 
over in Muslim countries, they throw those people off the roof. Right. That's the punishment for being gay or queer in another religion. So they don't know what they're asking for. But Billy, please chime in on this, man. What do you think about this threat the FBI put out for tomorrow? Do you think it's credible? Uh, well, first off, to comment on uh, what what you were just saying there, the uh, queers for Palestine. I actually have a friend uh, in uh, Schenectady, New York, uh, who put up a he put up a meme on his Facebook one day that said uh, queers for Palestine is like chickens for KFC. <laughs> yeah, I, those guys. Yeah, those guys are those guys are idiots. Yeah. I mean, they they are so clueless. Um, you know, it could be a bluff. It could be real. You never know with these type of type of things here. Um, you know, uh, I I honestly don't know it uh, uh, because because uh, government officials love to bluff, make you get your guard up, right? Make you keep your guard up until, and then nothing happens. Nothing happens, and you drop your guard. Bam! You know. So I'm willing to bet that it's more of a bluff right now. But later on, something's going to happen. They're, they're gearing us up for the, the, the inevitable. But like you said, people get fatigued. They get fear mongering. Then they get fatigued and they're like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. They drop their guard, then whammo problem. So I think you're right on that. What about the mass shooting at the college today after the vote, Billy? What do you think that's about? Do you think that's an inside job? Do you think it's false flag? Give us some input there. Well, for one, I, I guess there were only uh, three victims. I'm glad uh, I'll be the only way I'll be satisfied is that number is zero. Right. Uh, I'm I'm glad there. I'm I'm happy to see there was a low number. Um, but I think this is by design. Just like I think, uh, you know, uh, I think that uh, Sandy Hook might have been by design. Hmm. Columbine is probably the only one that really wasn't by design. It was hmm. that one was. Uh, you know, just uh, uh, some some crazed kids who had some problems, who were bullied and just snapped. You know, and uh, it, and, and it was a terrible tragedy mm-hmm. in the end. But uh, Sandy Hook was a, was a don't, what's the old phrase? Don't let a good tragedy go to waste or a good crisis go to waste. You know, that was uh, possibly by design. Uh, Uvalde, Texas, had to have been by design because. Uh, that kid was basically indigent, and yet uh, he had Daniel Defense rifles, which are top of the line, uh, quote unquote, AR-15s, whatever you know. And we're talking those are a minimum of twenty five hundred dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, I mean, I live in an, in a open carry state where it, here in Idaho, you can you can walk down the street with a rifle, and, and nobody's nobody's going to bother you. Right. However, Uvalde, Texas. Now, I understand Texas is open carry too, mm-hmm. but also uh, it's uh, it's got to be questionable uh, because there's a big difference between just you know having a sidearm on your hip and and having an AR-15 in each arm, fully loaded, walking down the street towards a school. I mean, uh, you know, the police did absolutely nothing and, uh, it was, I believe that was totally by design. Cause how did he get rifles? He couldn't afford 
Mm-hmm. And then the police does nothing about it as he's walking down the street with two fully loaded AR-15, Daniel Defense AR-15s. Right. And so, he also so, has some red flags in his background, which... Oh, absolutely. And, and not only that, he shot he shot his grandmother before he went on the attack and crashed her car. Oh, my god. So there's all, there's all... See, there's... Yeah, he had to get out of the car and walk because he couldn't drive it anymore because... I think he got it stuck somewhere. I can't remember exactly what happened there. But, uh, you know, I mean, even when you're in a a state like Idaho or Texas, that's open carry. Mm -hmm. You see somebody with with an AR-15 in each arm fully loaded heading for a school. Don't you, at least, I think a police officer is obligated to stop and at least ask a couple of questions because (laughs) that looks suspicious. Absolutely. I mean, it's not, it's, it's a, there's a big difference between that and having a sidearm on your hip. Right. Now, Billy, let me, let me ask this. Have you ever seen a law-abiding citizen walking down a street with an AR-15 in each hand? Never. No. Never heard of it. Never now, heard of it. And In fact, the proper way, obviously, is somebody who's trained with firearms is uh, would most likely, if you have a rifle, you, you have a sling and you and you're wearing that uh over your shoulder right but, um you know he he wasn't doing that you know i mean somebody who's trained in, uh in discipline with firearms you're gonna have a sling gonna have a holster gonna have something well if you have two den of the fence ars which are like you said between 2500 and five grand you're gonna have them bad boys in a soft case because you don't want to ding them up so you're certainly exactly. not going to be walking around with these things out. So again, he was indigent. He worked at a fast food restaurant making minimum wage. Where did he get the money for those rifles and the ammo? Yeah, and he bought them legally. Well, he, he bought them legally. So this attack was clearly by design. Yeah. As if the police were told to stand down and let him do it until it was, until they got the signal to actually act on something after a bunch of innocent kids had to get killed. Oh, man. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the list of what that firearm contained. Not only was it manual defense, it had the chrome-lined barrel. It also had a Trijicon red dot sight and a 3X magnifier. Um, the... The 3X magnifiers roughly 450, 500, and the Trijicon red dot can run $1,200. Folks, that's an additional $1,700 plus the cost of the rifle. Nobody that can afford that is living in his mom's basement and walking down the street with not just one, but two. That's odd to me. And here, you know, you look at somebody like me, a law-abiding citizen with a, a concealed carry license. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm most likely not going to leave the house with a rifle. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I I don't I don't want to be seen with my weapon because I don't want the attention. Even though I know I can legally do it, but that's to to me personally, that's like flexing your muscles out there, and I, I don't want to do that. Right. Don't you know? I'm right? exactly. You know or. Yeah, say I'm in a grocery store, and uh, and then so, and then suddenly somebody decides to rob the place, and they and I'm open carrying. Um, I don't want them to know I'm armed until uh, 
I'm, I'm forced to draw and I hope I never have to draw, by the way, right. I, I've never had to draw and I hope I never have to, um, you know, but, uh, I don't want them to know that I'm armed until I, I fire a couple shots to subdue them or put them away. Right. And, and, uh, please, anybody listening, do don't mistake what I'm saying, because that is something I never, that's a situation I never want to be in, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, maybe I might carry a knife, you know, but I'm not going to carry a rifle. So. Right now that's, I mean, in law enforcement, your fought your sidearm, your pistol is to get you back to your vehicle to get to the rifle. That's how we were trained. Mike chime in here, man. Yeah. You know, this FBI stuff, it just doesn't look right. They're, they're not on our side anymore. You being former federal agent, special agent, what are you seeing and why does it not make sense? Well, here, here's what happened. Just to give you a little background. In 2009, Obama had the FBI change the hiring practice. So they started pulling agents right from very liberal schools, Stanford, Harvard, all the best schools, but all the most liberal ones. So, so to ensure that the only agents you got were going to be liberal. Wow. The only way to get to Washington. Okay. So you, in order to get to Washington, right, you got to You got to go into management. You got to go to a 14, get into management. And then you go do time in Washington. If you want to stay there, you can. They, they, that's their weed out program. If there's a conservative manager. He stays in the field. He never makes it to Washington. So unless you have a liberal bend, you ain't going to Washington. And that's how, that's how they were able to ensure that all the agents in the Washington field office are, in fact, left-leaning. So you're not getting above a GS-13 unless, you, unless you're a leftist. Well, you're not getting you, – you can get your 14 because they're going to need managers, but you're not going to get a position in Washington. You're not going to the next level. Wow. So they have a weed-out process where – Unless you meet certain criteria, you're not making it to the Washington field office. And it's the Washington field office that's running the FBI. And that's where, notice when they did the Trump, uh, the Trump raid at Mar-a-Lago. Right. They didn't allow the Palm Beach office to do the raid. They, they used the Washington field office agents to do the raid. Really? And that's out of the protocol. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't know about this. So yeah. the Palm Beach County PBC district office did not conduct the raid on Mar-a-Lago. They brought the Washington people. Yep. So I they did. did not know that. Wow. Yep. Wow. That that's a mouthful. Yep. And that's how they control it. Control. That. Uh, and, and whoever becomes the next FBI director, you know, if we have a Republican president is really going to have to clean house and change, totally change the policy because, um, you have a very, I mean, you have 40 witnesses come forward that they had information on Joe Biden being corrupt and it all got buried. Do you know how many moving parts there are in an operation such as this, you know, operation truth, I think it was called many years ago. I mean, it was thousands of, of agents and people and higher ups to get it done. And we're right back to it. Now we're outside the bubble and we're looking in going, you people don't think we know what you're doing. And they continue to do it. They could care less because they run the DOJ and the prosecuting authority. It just doesn't right. make sense. But let's right, and, and, that ha- and that has to change. Well, because I've seen the corruption of you know 
left-wing U.S. attorneys. Oh, yeah. Targeting people, you know, it's, it's, you know, where there was no crime, they created a crime. I mean, look. And, and yeah. you know, millions of dollars to get a misdemeanor on something that should have been a, dis, a discontinued investigation. Well, the, the FBI right now, they're investigating what happened this morning. Not sure if you gentlemen are aware. The water system was hacked in Pennsylvania and other multiple states, right? If you're on city water, when you flush the toilet, it goes to the water treatment plant, it goes through different levels of filtration, and then it comes back to you in the form of drinking water that you cook, drink, and brush your teeth with. Well, this morning, that system was hacked. In Pennsylvania, they caught it, and then other multiple states, which they're not listing, okay? That is a problem. They get the water supply. It's done. We're done. They get the guns. We're done. Billy, give us some insight. If yes. they get if they get the water supply, let's say they contaminate or just stop the water supply to the East Coast. What do you think will happen next from the people? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we actually have a, a situation here, uh, right here in in my city at Twin Falls, Idaho. Um, have you ever heard of quagga mussels? No. So quagga mussels, they are indigenous to Russia and Ukraine, and um, they cannot survive seawater. Seawater will pretty much kill them instantly. So they're a freshwater uh, kind of barnacle parasite. Hmm. And uh, I'd like to know how they got here in the first place. You know, some people uh, said, well, they came in when uh, they were uh, shipping stuff from overseas on cargo boats. And I'm like, no, they didn't because they can't survive seawater. Right. So how'd they get here? (laughs) Exactly. You know, and here they are, they're, they're showing up here in the snake river and, uh, they closed down all the parks and I mean, completely closed down. No, no. Uh, I understand no boating, no swimming, no fishing. So we can contain the problem. I get that. But they closed down the picnic area. They closed down the playground. They closed down the hiking trails. Everything. You're, I mean, if they're just containing uh, some kind of pest, uh, what's the issue? Why? Why does the entire park have to be closed down unless uh, you don't want people to bear witness to something you don't want them to know? They don't want you seeing it. The way I look at it, you're one hundred percent right. So, you know, so they're coming up with a now they're coming up with a plan to treat the quagga mussels, that's going to kill off a bunch of fish. So it's not just controlling the water supply, but a lot of people, you know, because Klaus Schwab wants you to eat bugs. Oh, they're starting. So they're, yeah. And Tyson foods has already made a deal with the world economic forum that they're uh, doing an insect processing deal. What? And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, look that up sometime. So, so they uh, they want to control the food supply, so you can't fish, you can't hunt. I mean that, and the fishing and hunting. I mean that's I'm a redneck man. That's been in my family blood for generations. That's how I grew up. We didn't have McDonald's. You went down to the creek, caught a fish, largemouth bass, filleted it up, and cooked it. And, and what's the old phrase? What's the old phrase? Give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man. To, to fish, he eats for the rest of his life. The government time. don't want you to know how to fish. The government wants you to be dependent on them, and uh, they'll decide uh, how much you're going to eat and, uh, and determine whether or not you had enough or 
Uh, were you a good boy today? Do you deserve to have seconds on whatever slop we're going to feed you? Yeah, oh, bugs. You know? Yeah, the bugs. You know, Mike and I touched, we, we always talk about the, the DOT, uh, Secretary uh, Booty Juice, as Biden calls him. They have <laughs> the, the, the audacity to tell us, you didn't buy enough electric vehicles, so what we're going to do is put government-controlled kill switches in every vehicle from 2026 forward. And if you have an older vehicle, for you to renew your registration, it will have to be inspected and have the government-controlled kill switch in it. You know, we're looking at a complete government takeover in every facet of our lives. This is not freedom. This is tyranny. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment was for this time right here. Not only that, at the Last Supper, Jesus said something very pivotal. He said, how many weapons do we have? And if you do not have a weapon, a sword, it says back then, but today it would be a weapon. Luke twenty two thirty six says, sell your coat and buy one. We're there. Mike and I, you know, yes. we're, we're always together somewhere. And I always tell them, no help is coming, man. Yep. This is it. We're it. In your yard, in and your neighborhood, you're it. Go ahead, Billy. Sorry, buddy. There, I'm, I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you, but uh, there's one other factor I can add to this conversation, too. Please. Is, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people have said, well, when the new world order takes over, I'm just going to. I'm just going to pack up my things. I'm going to live in the mountains and I'm going to live off the land where they can't find me. Well, have you ever noticed there's uh, been quite an increase of wildfires every year? Oh yeah. And, and, and it's like they're, they're, they burned off pretty much a lot of wilderness. So, you know, they're trying to kill the wildlife. So you can't go hunting and mm. uh, they want to push you into the cities where you can be controlled. Yep. They want to get you out of the rural areas and, and, you know, they basically want to control the herd is what they're doing. So, so, you know, I mean, uh, they're, they're looking, they're going to poison the waters. They're going to burn up the forest uh, and, and the wilderness and out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So nobody has anywhere to go, but the cities where they can be controlled and, and see, and that all started back in the late eighties. When uh, here come the environmentalists saying that uh, they got to shut down the timber industry so they can protect the spotted owl. <laughs> but, uh, they, you know, and my dad was unfortunately killed in the timber industry. Oh, so But they, yeah, the, uh, they won't allow people to log dead and dying trees. And because of this, See, back in the 50s, when they managed the forest, they cut out the dead and dying trees and put in saplings and uh, always made sure the forest thrived. Well, they're not allowed to manage the forest now and cut out the dead and dying trees, so it becomes more of a fire hazard, and uh, and so that's their way of making it look natural. They blame it on When they the burn up the, the wilderness. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, I mean... Back in the 50s or so, there was only one really bad wildfire fire in uh, the Pacific Northwest, Washington and Oregon. Then a, a, after the 80s, it's like we hear about them somewhere every year. Right. Yep. California has one every year. Yeah, mo- I was say most, mostly in California. In addition to that, Billy, 
Bill Gates is buying up farmland everywhere. He owns over 100,000 acres in the state of Florida of farmland. And Wyoming. Oh, and why I didn't know about that. But anyone that's buying real estate in Florida looks at the beaches first. You get beachfront property, you build condos, you rent them out for gobs of money. Nobody's buying land in Okeechobee where the gators are. There's nothing out there but gators and cows. Ah, they're taking away the farmland. Like you just said, unless you're going into the grocery store to get your food, they don't want you eating. They don't want you hunting, fishing, living off the land. For goodness sakes, in the state of Florida, it's illegal to catch rainwater. You cannot put a bucket outside and let rain fill up in it and then use it. Why? What's in that water? Oh, and uh, isn't it, uh, what a coincidence, too, this uh, epidemic of bird flu. So, yeah, there goes your chance of raising chickens. Right. Yep. It's going to wipe that out. This is a controlled destruction of mankind by the Democrats, as, as Mike calls them. But it's all about control, right? Hold that thought while we take this quick break. This episode is sponsored in part by Winning Tax Solutions. With the Biden regime hiring over 80,000 new IRS agents, that can't be in your favor. The average citizen will see more audits, bank levies, asset seizures, liens, and garnishments. With a team of former IRS special agents in your corner, you'll have peace of mind and the best representation possible. Before you consult with an overpriced attorney, contact Winning Tax Solutions. You'll be happy you did. For more information, visit www.winningtaxsolutions.com. Are you a God-fearing true conservative that wants to get in on the conversation? Then visit our website, www.2acc.org. That brings us into our next segment. Mike, you ready? This is your wheelhouse, brother. The, IR, the IRS is tripling their penalties. Fill yeah. us in, Mike, please. As of October 1st, the interest rate, if you owe the IRS money, went to 8%. Three years ago, actually two years ago, it was 3%. So that's almost triple what you'd have to pay if you, have not, if you owe the IRS money. So... If you don't have enough withholding, you're going to get hit with that interest. You're going to get be penalized. Um, instead of raising taxes, so to speak, what they do is they, they up the interest and they up the penalties. And as a result, many people are going to be affected by this. this many is, people. This is going to crush and, the middle class. Oh, yeah. Absolutely going to crush the middle class. When you sign a tax return, um, you sign under the penalties of perjury. And if you go to the IRS and you say to them, I owe you money, you give up your rights to that money. You, you have agreed to let the IRS penalize you and charge you interest because you told them on that tax return that it's their money and it's not your money. So I tell all my clients, before you file that return, you, you pay the bill. If you're going to owe them something, pay it first, then file the return so you cannot be penalized and you don't have to worry about paying 8% interest on that tax debt. So pay it first. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to create problems for yourself because they're going to they're gonna charge you interest monthly. Monthly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your interest is going to go up. That bill's going to go up and up and up and up and up. And they are the absolutely worst people you could owe money to next to the mob. So this is a loan sharking industry. 
Oh yeah, they make a ton of money because you you went to them and you said, "I owe you the money." By you signing, sign the paper. By signing the tax return. Yep. So you find the money first. You don't have to just borrow off your credit card, send it to them because you do not want to sign a paper saying you owe them anything. That's why, like what I always do is every year I get a refund. Most of the refund gets rolled into next year's taxes. So I never have to worry about owing the IRS any money because I have a good amount of withholding. And then I always put my refund money ahead of year so that, you know, if I did need a big, you know, five, six, seven thousand, whatever, it's there for me, but I never owe the money. just want to add something to this. Just kind of got me thinking because back in 2001, I had a landlord uh, that uh, was, I thought was rather shady. Rent was cheap. I only, I lived in a trailer and I only paid about 155 a month. Mm-hmm. However, if you do not pay your rent by the fifth, by no later than the fifth of uh, every month, you got uh, you got charged late fees five dollars a day, hmm. and that actually happened to me. But I, you know, it, it was because I had lost my job, and it uh, didn't take me long to find another one. But I needed a little time to pay the rent, right? And I, I got my paycheck, and I paid the rent, and I I said. I said, okay, I will pay the late fees on the next check. And, I, and, and they told me that was fine. Little did I know they were still charging me late fees because they didn't get everything they wanted. Hmm, so, so, sounds a bit familiar, don't you think, Mike? <laughs> yeah, it sounds just like what the IRS would do to you, exactly. Yeah. And, that's, and that's why you always want to make sure when you file a return, it's a refund return one way or the other. And I, you know, they do give you the ability to move part of that refund into the following tax year, which I would suggest you do just so you cover. Hey folks, Rooster here. For the full episode, head on over to www.2acc.org and click on join. Don't worry, it's free. Hope to see y'all there.